New, 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 new world order. Woo! Well, let me tell you something, brother. It's your What's up, everybody? Mr. Oh, so smooth is in the building right now. And I just wanted to say hi, Odie. Hello. How are you doing? Um, I hope everybody is having a good old-fashioned day. And hopefully we can have a good old-fashioned time right now uh, because I am here. Mr. Oh, so smooth is in the building. And of course, you know what that means. You can... And of course, you know, I got my tag team partner with me. He is none other than the music man. Oh. Mr. Malave. Mr. Smooth. How are you? Smooth effect. Another week, another episode of the GWF. I can't wait to plow into this episode and talk a little wrestling because it's been too long, brother. It's been too long. It has but been you know too what? long. Oh, I'm ready to go. It has been way too long. And uh, I'd like to just say, um, because uh, before when we were starting the show, I think, I guess you got get disconnected or something. Because yeah, you, were, you were calling me back as the show, as I'm literally pressing unmute. To start talking, and I'm like, fuck, I got to call him back, but I got to keep you mute at the same time because I'm trying to talk. So I'm sitting yeah, there no, trying to do the I- introduction, and I'm, I'm trying to also call at the same time. It's always one of those things where you're trying to do three things at once, and it's not working the way you planned. So welcome to the JWF podcast show, because we're just wrestling fans, you know, and this is episode five, episode Cinque, episode Roman numeral five. I know we were doing it last week with the Roman numerals. Um, but of yeah. course, as you know, I am none other than Tommy James. Of course, Mr. Oh, so smooth. And of course, I, we've already introduced Mr. Malave and uh, his new impact. And gave him a little, oh, yeah, uh, the, party. Gave him a little party music. And of course, but that doesn't mean we are alone because we're not alone. We have our manager here. The fire demon Christian is in the building. Say what's up, Christian. How are you doing? Hi. K. Hey, that's, that's cool. Christian, how are you doing um, on this Friday evening? Bored. How are you on this show right now claiming to be bored? Wrong. You're not bored. Because I have nothing to do. You have nothing to do. I know. The quarantine is killing you. And, of course, the coronavirus out there is just destructive. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. 
Oh my God, the coronavirus is uh, is sticking around longer than that ugly spin WWE talk about. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it was ridiculous when it was out, and uh, honestly, it's still way too long, and that's how the coronavirus is. Yeah, it really is. It's just sticking around a little too long. It's it's killing us inside. See, it's not killing us, but it's killing us inside because we're inside. Um, and it's just a little ridiculous, and I hope everything gets back to normal. And I hope all the people out there, I hope you guys are safe, man. I hope you guys are safe, and I hope you guys are doing what you're supposed to do. Don't be stupid. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But um, as always, let's get into the episode. You guys know how we do this episode. So tonight, we're going to, of course, go with the Macho Madness bracket. We got two matches for you, one in the WWE WWF conference, the other one in the NXT conference, and of course we're going to talk about our main topic of the evening, Mr. Malavi, the music man. What is that main topic of the evening? Oh, it's now. So on Sunday there's a horizon of contracts lifted all the way high in the skyscraper. That's right, it's money in the bank. We are having our full on prediction show. We're going to see. And we're going to tell each other who we think is going to win, who's going to go from the bottom of the lobby all the way to the roof and on top of that ladder and grab that contract. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully I'm as entertained as I was in the whole yard, man. Yo, I don't know. I think we're going to be very entertained. This match takes place literally on the roof. So I, I can't see why we wouldn't be entertained at the nonsense. But we'll get into the money in the bank because there's a few things that I'd like to discuss when it comes to money in the bank. Um, let's get into the Macho Madness bracket. And last time we did it, we started with WWE and we finished with NXT. I think we're going to reverse it this time. I think we're going to start with NXT and finish Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. the WWE side. So let's go right into it. NXT, this is the Macho Madness bracket. We're going to find out what is the best match of all time, or at least in our bracket. All right, so let's start. We got in this one. We have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at NXT Rival for the NXT Championship going against Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne at NXT Chicago for the United Kingdom Championship. Woo, we have some matches here. Um, Very excited to talk about these two. Christian, are you excited Mm -hmm. to talk about these matches? Yeah. Okay. All right, so Christian, what match would you like to start with? Sami Zayn and Owens or Bate and Dunn? Which one do you want to start with? Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, the bruise of weight. Okay, let's talk about that match. Okay, Mr. Malava, you watched this match, right? Oh, yes, I did, sir. Okay, I got to ask you, did you enjoy the match? You know what? I enjoyed it. I really did. There was uh, some really nice, nice, pretty moves. There was some pretty moves going on there. There was a lot of high-flying. A lot of hot flying. But you know what, man? I did enjoy the match, but I felt like there, there, some part of it, some parts of this match I have issues with. And oh. we're going to dive into that. I don't know if you want me to keep going. No, please. Keep going. Keep match. going. Keep going. All right. So, I mean, all right. We got we got Tyler Bray and we got Pete Dunne. And these are two great, great wrestlers, you know? And, uh, you know, it, it started off to me like it, it, it was like, okay, we're going to have a technical match. Like, first of all, they, they introduced JR. So he's just like, oh, JR is going to be here. This, this guy got to be a good match. You know, so like we're in there and, and it starts off. And I kind of stayed, man. It was just a little too slow when it started off, but I accepted it. Why? Because they were like, oh, this is going to be a technical matchup, sir. Yeah. And we're like, all right, I know what this is going. This is going to be great. 
nice kind of like Mac kind of combat and a lot of reversals. Let's get it going. We did get reverses. Let me tell you, this match picked up towards the, the middle half of it. Um, and, and we got some really high flying moves. I'm talking about the Xbox. First of all, I wish I knew about the Xbox when I was younger because I'll be doing it because as a big dude, I think I can pull that off. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and yeah. I just like, it, it, the match was, was first of all, insane as far as the, the area pursuits of the match. Um, however, the only negative thing I have to say about this match is that, like, I feel like it, it felt a little choreographed. Okay. Um, Interesting. I felt like, I, yes, I felt like, um, yes, we, we got the excitement with the, uh, with the, with the pops and the, and the kickouts and everything else, but I felt like it was, it felt more of like just a dance. Like, hello, guys. All right, here we go. One, two, three. No, don't talk to me. I'm counting in my head mm. in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, not to say that it wasn't a great match because I enjoyed all all the moves. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, one of my favorite parts of this of this matchup was actually the the inverted four fifty. Like, come on, oh, yeah. like that was sick. But um, there was also like another like the counter to the DDT mm-hmm. that that uh, uh like ah, <laughs> uh, it was just. It was stunning. It was visually stunning, and I loved every single match, every single move that was made. However, I just I felt like these two wrestlers was just put on the show that they kind of put on every city that they go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's like, interesting. If, if, so if I saw it for the first time and I'm just like, oh, all right, this was good. I'm, I'm watching it live and I'm like, all right, this is going back and forth. Cool, but it, it was not. It didn't tell a story. I felt like it was kind of all over the place. And it was just like, all right, remember, I'm going to kick out of this and I'm going to convert this into a moonsault. It's kind of like I was calling what was happening mm. and it was happening, but just a different move that I called, you know? Okay. And I was surprised of that move. And I was like, I still, at the end of the match, I was clapping because I can't do that. And on top of that, holy shit. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's just, now let's get into the physicality of this matchup and, and how difficult each and every single move that they did, like, and how important and how hard it is to do. Let me tell you, that counter off the ropes that Bray did with his shoulders oh. into a flying elbow, into, like, a backwards elbow, yeah. bro, bro, yeah. like, I've never seen that before in my life, and that was insane. I rewinded it, played it again, rewinded it one more time, and played it again. Let me tell you, that was probably my favorite part of the whole matchup. You know how hard it is to catch yourself with your collarbone? Mm-hmm. Almost impossible. Almost is the almost key word. Impossible. Almost is the key word there. So at the end of the day, I understand it was for the United Kingdom side, right? And... Um, and I get their style of wrestling, which is what they were trying to portray through this. Yes. Um, I I thought this was very entertaining match. Mm-hmm. I had fun watching it. Um, my only downfall is that, like I said, it just looked a little too routineish. As far as them, not to say that I never. It's weird because I've never seen it before, but it still kind of looked routine to them. Like you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to get at. Like, it sounds like they were counting in their head. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, th- I think I understand where you're coming from. Um, 
I take it almost as like a, a dance class, and when I actually perform musical theater and stuff like that, so when you're on stage, you're um, you're you're practicing, and it's like, all right, here you go. You were supposed to go down here. All right, cool. And if we're doing like a dress rehearsal, it's like very kind of played out, and I felt like there was no, it didn't feel like a real fight. Like you guys were actually countering. You were just letting each other counter. Okay. Okay, okay, no, it's very interesting. very interesting, I think it's really good what you said there, I, I like how you got in detail to it, and uh, I, I can see where you're coming from, I definitely can see where you're coming from. Okay, what do you think about this match? I fucking loved it, I, I mean, I saw this, um, you know, when uh, live, I did watch NXT Chicago when it, and when the match actually happened, um, and it, right. it just amazed me. Like these two guys, you know, these are probably two of the best British wrestlers out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, top five, of course, because you got Walter out there and shit. But um, he's not really British. But um, in the long run, <laughs> I forgot. I think he's like Australian or something. But yeah, he, he's, you know, he's UK, you know, UK Kingdom, the United Kingdom. So whatever, everybody's British there. Um, but the one thing I do love about these guys is. They're just, you don't look at these guys and think that that's what they're going to do. You know, right. you, you, Tyler Bate is a young dude. He, I think at this time he might have been 20. And he's just pulling out fucking moves. And Dunn, who's a powerhouse. They call him the Bruiserweight. He's a powerhouse. And he's just pulling out moves and reversals. Right. This match is reversal galore. Because they are reversing everything. And it's just, mm-hmm. and the way you put it, you know, you said it's like a dance, you know, and we've mentioned this many times when it comes to matches like, like this, it's a dance and they're dancing, right. you know, they're dancing, they're waltzing right now. They're waltzing. Then they go into a merengue. Then they go into the tangle. Like they're switching it up so much and the false finishes in this match and the, and the crowd is into it. The crowd and Chicago, they got good wrestling fans. They are loving uh, this match. Mm-hmm. They are loving these dudes. They are going insane. You got some hard hitting because, you know, they're Brits and Brits hit hard. A lot of forearm oh, yeah. smacks, you know, a lot of freaking elbows. Lot of forearms and they, they actually were just like, yeah, punch me in the face. I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, they can eat those. Both of those guys can really eat a shot. And it was just it was one of those matches because, you know, I didn't really know that much when I remember watching NXT Chicago. I didn't really know much about Tyler Bate. I didn't really know too much about Pete Dunne. Um, I never got a chance to watch when they did the United uh, Kingdom tournament for the belt, which I heard that right. that match was also fucking phenomenal. I found I, I seen it later, and I was like, yes, yes, it is. And they did. They also did this again on NXT, and again, phenomenal. Um, so when I saw this, I was like, I don't really know these guys to see what they can do. And as I'm watching the match, I'm thinking like, wow, like this is awesome. Like I was really just like the crowd, you know, this is awesome. Holy shit. It wasn't like they were doing crazed moments. Like, you know, they weren't, they wasn't going through tables. They weren't doing t- things on top of ladders. It was pure wrestling, but hard hitting wrestling. And it was just to me, right. it was, it was, it was really nice to watch. And you get really into it. And these, again, two young dudes putting on a fucking show. And it made, the, the yeah, it made the United Kingdom title actually mean something. And, you know, when Dunn does end up pulling it out, you're like, man, yeah, cool. Yeah. I, one of the things that I've, I I put on there that I actually did like was like it was a new champion and the way he won was kind of like it was a blink, you know what I mean? Oh, like he got him. He's, Caught him. Yeah, he got him, and you knew. You know when when the match is over, when you get that one bump, 
that yeah. you hear, and you're like, oh, okay, and now, now it's over. Yeah, and, and you know, and you, know, and you gotta wild. be a smart heel, smart heel move. Right, which is, which is, which is wild because when Brady hit that, that course through 450, mm. that was the same bump I heard. Yeah. And I was just like, it was over, you know, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like, I, I just thought it was, uh, like, like I said, the, the moves that these guys put on was something that I've probably never seen before, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, whether it's a different style of wrestling that I'm used to, which is why, um, you know, I had kind of like that critique towards it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the whole slow pace in the beginning wise, mm -hmm. because there was just moments where there was just there and he's doing this hand lock. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I know what the hand lock is. That's like a waste time catch a breath kind of move. But you're starting with that. I don't really understand why. Right. You know what I mean? And, and JR, you're trying to help me by saying this is going to be a technical matchup, but then out of nowhere, I get a I get a moon salt like two minutes later. Yeah, and yeah. it just became high flying extravaganza after. I feel that like <laughs> the commentators were. I mean, the commentators you got to think were a really interesting combo of Jr. and Nigel McGinnis. Now, Nigel McGinnis, obviously, you know, big time wrestler. Um, you know, ROH huge dude in ROH was a big, big, mm -hmm. big guy in ROH. Um, you know, and it's him and Jr. And it's, I feel that Jr. didn't really know what he was getting coming into this match. Nigel McGinnis, of course, knew exactly what he was getting. But I think Nigel was so just amazed at what they were doing. Like, because if you watch the match, and of course you should always go and watch the matches that we have on this list. Go watch the match. If you notice, they don't talk that much because they're right. kind of just watching and they're just like, like you know it's like you're watching like and then mcginnis will just come out of nowhere and be like what did you see that you know i can't do i'm gonna do a british accent but he's just they're amazed at what's happening and i think jr is trying to catch up to what mcginnis is talking about at sometimes because mm -hmm. mcginnis mm -hmm. knows these guys jr is just right. like a special guest because they put jr on this because they were like hey it's gonna be a good match go watch it and just call it out and it's okay you know and JR just kind of was like, well, all right, this makes sense. But Nigel, I think, was so invested in it, but he was just too busy watching the match. Just like us. He was a spectator. Yeah. He was a fan. He was watching the glory right. that in front of you that what is Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. So let's get into the rating system. Christian is uh, no longer here because he went to go sleeps. Um, so yeah. we're going to go right to... We got a nice little blip. Yeah, we got, we, he, he just wanted to say hi. He told me he just he was going to say hi, and then he was going to go to sleep. So you're not to, sadly, on this episode, you're not going to get the crazy ratings that he um, would give you. Plus, he didn't watch the matches as we were watching him last night. He fell asleep, so he didn't even, <laughs> he wouldn't even give you a good rating. Um, but let's start with Mr. Malavid, the music man. What, how many stars are you giving it? One out of five. Okay. So, um, like I said, my piece before, uh, I was uh, surprised at this, but I'm, I couldn't get it past me. The whole kind of routine it felt to them. Like, they didn't sold me on, they, like, didn't sell me on this match as beautiful as like it was. So, sadly, I wanted to give it a higher rating than I did, um, but my soul couldn't let me do it. So, I'm giving this match a 3.5. A three out of five? All right. No, 3.5 out of five. Oh, I'm sorry. 3.5. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me now go. 3.5 out of five. I had to give that extra half point because of that. Okay, respect, respect. You give it a 3.5. 
um, out of five. I'm going to give it, actually, funny enough, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five okay. because I can, under, like I said, I understand where you're coming from, especially now that you said it. Like, I could sit there, like, I'm going back, you know, in my head, I'm going back because I watched it last night. So I'm going back, and I'm like, okay, I see where he's coming from. I get it. I get it. Um, but... As I watched it, like, you know, like I said, I watched it when it first happened. Like, I was just, I didn't know these guys. And I was sitting there and watching. I'm just like, wow. Like, this is so good. This is good wrestling. And I, I really like good wrestling, but I like hard-hitting wrestling kind of way. I like, you know, mm-hmm. like New Japan. Like, they hit each other, you know. ROH, right. they're going to they're gonna crack you in the mouth, and you got to deal with it. So it was nice to see a good I guess a good way Mean street wrestling match As what mm-hmm. the Brits can mm-hmm. do uh, best um, Alright cool so 3.5, 4 out of 5 uh, 4.5, oh my god 3.5, 4.5, sounds better Okay, um, let's move on to the next <laughs> match um, Yeah see What I have on my notes, I have stars And then I have a half So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say yeah, point yeah. 0.5 While I'm looking at the half <laughs> Again as we can see I can't do four things at once um, right, exactly. So, multitasking is here. No, multitasking. I can do two things at once, but four, you know, I'm trying to make sure this is working and then I'm kind of thirsty, but I can't text Jen right now. Like, it's just ridiculous. But let's move on to the next one. We have <laughs> Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, NXT rival. NXT cool. championship is on the line. Sam Zayn is the champ. Sam Zayn, he won the belt. He did it. Everybody was so excited. He won the belt. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens came down and he gave him a hug. And then he powered the friend. shit out of him. On his, the best his, his best Yeah, quote unquote. His best man picked his ass up and power bombed him on the apron, which put him out for, I don't know, I think like two months until, at least until this pay per view. It was um, so beautiful. It was. <laughs> Awesome. It, it was a good way to do it. I was not surprised that it happened when it first happened because um, fucking that's what Owens does or that's what, you know, Kevin Steen does. Like, this is what he does. Do not be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. So when it happened, it was like, oh, now you get Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. It's not the first time we've seen these two fight before. We've seen them tag no. team together. We've seen them fight before. But now we finally get it in NXT for the NXT championship. And um, I'll start with this one. Now, the story behind these two, obviously, dating back to ROH, New Japan, when the guys fought in there. You're talking about Kevin Steen, El Generico. They put on some matches, some crazy matches. And it, it honestly puts the story here where it makes sense of where it's going, the intensity that both of them have towards each other. And they mentioned this too. Like the commentators do a good mm-hmm. job because they're like, this is not the first time this has happened. You know, we don't, they don't mention why or where it happened, but they're just like, let's just tell you, this isn't the first time he was a dick. And um, pretty much this whole entire match is just controlled by Kevin Oates. Sami Zayn does some moves, not that much. He's there to get his ass whipped. The whole freaking time, Kevin Owens is just beating the living shit out of him. Destruction punches galore, kicks galore. Oh my! I mean, how many? Was it six? What are you yeah, I think it was, six yeah. times? Like just oh boom, oh boom. But the best part about it is, is the crowd. The crowd is on both sides. The chanting for Sammy, the chanting for Owens. You know, Sammy starts you know making a comeback like he does. He starts making a little comeback. Sammy, Sammy, whoa! And then all of a sudden, Owens just catches him with a clothesline and kill Owens, kill. 
kill Owens, kill, kill Owens, kill. And you're like, guys, you don't even know who you want to win. You know, nobody knows where they want to go with this. And to me, this whole match was put together to prove that Kevin Owens is no joke and is a bad motherfucker. That's what I get out of this match because there's not that much going on except Kevin Owens killing him. He just kills him. He beat him so bad that he won because Sami Zayn couldn't continue. Sami Zayn just got that belt. Everybody was so happy that he just got that belt. And that's how he lost it. By getting destroyed by the man, Mr. KO. Mr. Malavi, what did you think of this match? Oh, my God. So I remember watching this match live as well. And I was uh, fully invested in the whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn uh, rivalry. It dated back to, like you said, our release days and stuff, too. So when I heard that they were fighting on NXT and it was the main event, um, I knew we were going to be in for a really ridiculous match. Um, and, and you're absolutely right about um, them showcasing Kevin Owens' ability. I felt like they wanted to jump shoot his uh, his star capability and his like A list superstar like status. So he wins it in dominating fashion. And didn't he show up on Raw the next day or like maybe a, couple, a week later yeah, as the like champion? And he won the United States Championship as well. No, so, no, no, no. He didn't win it. No, he he fought. No, um, he fought Cena for it, though. Right, right. Because it was an open challenge for Cena. Yeah, and he fought him for it, and that match was ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. Um, ridiculous but we're match. talking about Cena Zane and and Kevin Owens, and I re- first of all leading up to it too, and like you said, the commentators did a good job as the match was going on. But you know, it's not hard to just chalk up Kevin Owens because, like you said, he was dominating. Uh, I felt like the video package beforehand actually painted very perfect picture mm. um but yeah i i had the same kind of issue too because Sami Zayn is is a fantastic wrestler and it just sucks that like the injuries and then everything else afterwards and the the boss of that is the main roster of the wwe that says they don't really know what to do with talent anymore um kind of ruins him now because like he's not the Sami Zayn like he was in nxt no, like you know so i think if they're gonna keep doing this whole like with Charlotte going back and Finn Balor bring Sami Zayn back there too. They will put on great matches with everyone else, you know. But do you have a counter of that said power bomb to lead it up to it? That power bomb on the apron. Kevin Owens was about to do it, and this is probably my favorite part of the matchup besides the ending. Mm. Um, Kevin Owens was about to do it again, and Sami Zayn holds on to the ropes, and then he just does a springboard moonsault right onto Kevin Owens, and mm. and I felt like. That, that was amazing. Every time you see those big glimpses of Sami Zayn on why he is the champion, but ultimately, two fallaway power bombs at the end of this ass whipping, yes. it, it, it was a Kevin Owens win. And I loved it because I was on the, I still am on the Kevin Owens bandwagon. I still feel he should get a lot more credit than he deserves. We'll get into that. But, um, you know, I just, uh, this match was great. Like, I remember watching it, and there was just, there was, he, Kevin Owens just kept killing him, and Sammy yeah. is just not giving up. And I, Very at resilient. Point, I the like, key word in this match is resilient. They said it like 80 times. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. Because I even have on my notes, resilient. Because <laughs> yeah, they kept, Sam Zayn is resilient. Sam Zayn is so resilient. And it's just like, Okay, we get it. He's going to die. 
But you know what? They, it's like they brought up Kevin Owens, and then what? Like two, three months later, Sam Zayn comes back out too, and they try to do it on the main roster again, but it just failed. Yeah, and it failed it's just like It failed because you know what? Everyone who loves Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fell in love with them in this match. And they were like, we've seen this match, so everything you're going to give me again, I kind of thought I wanted it, but they fought another time before, after this. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't really want to see this again. All right, so we'll link them up together because they have such great chemistry. No. <laughs> How about not? How about you build them off separately again and let them meet up when they're, like, bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Nonetheless, this match was very entertaining. Uh, like I said, I remember watching it live, and I was pleasantly surprised with the ending. Usually, I'm not a surprise. I'm not like happy for the most part on endings of pay per views, but NXT more more times than none doesn't disappoint. So um, yeah. I thought I thought this was great, and plus NXT what, literally the takeovers and everything else. That's what it felt like because I started watching NXT a lot more than the main card around this time. Yeah. And I thought this was a phenomenal match. Yeah, I agree. This is, um, I mean, I, I started watching NXT probably after their first quote unquote takeover. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and they just put on just matches like the nxt i still and i still say i think it's the best wrestling on television um that's going on right now and it's not knocking wwe raw or smackdown it's not knocking fucking um AEW, new japan and all those guys too i just think nxt has the right pieces to put together some great matches and takeovers are never bad there's not been one no. bad takeover i have not sat through a takeover and went you know what that really wasn't that good they're all good everyone mm-hmm. is good so um yeah that's really it but okay that's good uh let's get into the ratings so uh, what did you give it okay so this match i had to give it um just the, the, the lore itself of how you start a match with a springboard, moon, like not even, it was like a clear, it was a, what is it, a death bomb? That's what it's called, that other yeah. does. Like, it was a death bomb off the top, over the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, you start that matchup and, and everything that it was. I love the complete darkness, but on top of that, I compared, I like, Sami Zayn could take an ass whooping the way the Rock can. And he sells every move. And, like, I feel like uh, even when he was giving his amazing moves as well, it was fantastic and it was great to see. Um, yeah, I have to give this a four out of five. All right, four out of five, pretty good, pretty good. I gave it a three out of five. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, the reason I gave it a three is because it's very one-sided. Um, mm-hmm. Owens just pretty much kicks the living shit out of him. I remember when I did watch it um, live, I was shocked that Owens won because I was very confused. I was like, Sami Zayn just got the belt. It was a really big deal. But I understand why they did it. You know, Owens is a fucking monster. He's a machine. So and I, I actually was kind of happy that Owens won. Um, but after rewatching it, I felt myself not so invested in it because I guess knowing the outcome, um, of mm-hmm. course it was a good match because you got two fantastic wrestlers, but it's the Kevin Owens show. It's just him beating his friend up. He's just power bombing him to hell. And, um, Zane gets that resilience in him and it just falls flat. 
Um, but because mm-hmm. of that, I would, in fact, give it a three out of five. So now it's time to decide the winner of who's going to move on. Is it going to be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens? Or is it going to be Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne? And the good cool part is, because Christian's not here, and I have a feeling this is going to be the first time we actually disagree with something, we can mm-hmm. go and ask the fans and see Ooh. what they thought. So I'm going to pull that up right now because I have a feeling this is what's going to happen. So we'll start with you, the music man. Who? All right, what all is right. the better match? Do it. So um, I have to give the better matchup, and my winner here goes to the the beautiful. I don't care if it was one sided. This match was entertaining as hell, and it felt like they were just. Yes, it was somebody beating the shit out of them. But you know what? It actually felt like someone was beating the shit out of them. Not that they were counting in their heads and they were making sure they don't mess up. I'm sorry. That was a beautiful spectacle and I respect them for pulling it off. But they were scared of messing up and you could see it in how they moved. So I have to give this to KO versus Sami Zayn. All right. You're giving it to KO versus Sami Zayn. On my side, I am I'm going the opposite. I'm giving it to Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn, NXT Chicago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means we need to take it to the fans. And we put oh, up yeah. a poll on our Instagram yes, we page. We put it up there. We said, hey, what was the better match? And the fans have decided that the better match is, in fact, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at NXT Rival. Oh. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you bastards. You're moving on to the next round. I'm sorry. Listen to me. This was a crazy, intense matchup right now. Um, like I, I, I could have went either way. I had to really nitpick at what I wanted, like, or what I had to do to differentiate them and actually pick a winner. And ultimately, that was what I had to pick. But wow, it seems like our fans disagree. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, the Not fans to keep anything away from Brett and that and that beautiful. Uh, United Kingdom's matchup. Oh my God. No, of course. Absolutely 100% agree. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. You know, it was the first time we actually ever disagreed on um, an outcome. So we let it mm-hmm. to the fans. Thank God I put up a poll since Christian's asleep. Um, so at least we had something up there to go with. And the fans, you got to keep in mind when we do these brackets now, I'm definitely going to put up polls. Um, so. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go and vote, and um, your outcome might be the outcome. Hey, I like how I used it there. So um, now let's move on to the main event of the evening, which is Mm -hmm. the Money in a Bank. That's right. It's on May 10th, which is this upcoming Sunday. So May 10th, we got the Money in the Bank. I don't think they added any other matches. I'm going to check right now just to be sure because SmackDown is currently going on. So right. we're going to find out if they added any other matches. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they will add another match, which will be, Je- I, I'm thinking Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus um, will happen. So let me see here. So Sheamus, so Jeff came out on uh, SmackDown, um, mm-hmm. and Sheamus did interrupt him and says the fans are tired of Jeff's suspensions, his releases, and giving him second chances. They fight, and Jeff Hardy stands tall. So that doesn't technically mean anything right now. But let's just say they're mm-hmm. going to probably fight on Sunday because they need to add some matches. They only have six so far. Right, so right. we'll just get right into that then. So, okay, next question. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. 
Uh, we're doing right. our predictions right now, so we'll just um, you know give you prediction, give a reason why, and don't be too crazy. So uh, we'll start with Mr. Malave. We got Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. This is not guaranteed. This is happening, but I can just kind of see this is where that's going. Yes. Well, I feel like if this match does happen, I still think it's too early in the feud to have a decisive winner. I feel like this match will probably be one of the matches that like start off the night, if not on a pre-show. Um, but um, if it does happen, I feel like there's not going to be a decisive winner. I think like something's going to happen, and um, either they're going to take the fight outside, or they're going to just go somewhere inventive, and the match is going to end in a stalemate, and no one's going to have a clear winner. To actually build it up into a better, a bigger rivalry than it is, and possibly be a mid card match in another pay per view coming. Okay, I like that answer because honestly, I'm kind of going the same way, and I'm thinking the same way you are because you know Sheamus just came back. He's on a mm-hmm. hot streak right now. Jeff Hardy just came back, and you know they want to push Jeff. You know, every he's clean now, quote unquote, he's clean, and they really want to get Jeff going. <laughs> Seven to eight months. Yeah, for about three months, and then he could D D U I. No, it's it's fucked up, but it's so true. Um, yeah. So you got Jeff Hardy, you got to push him. You got Sheamus, you got to push him. You can't. Somebody can't really take a, a pin right now. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, there is no crowd. It might be a good thing at this point. So in that case, I'm thinking maybe a double count out. You know, you have him fighting the ring a little bit, but it ends up more outside, and the ref counts him out. So, like, you know, you have just two dudes standing tall. Um, at the end, I think um, Sheamus could, well, I think what they could, could actually do is they can have Jeff, like, you know, do a swanton bomb on Sheamus, you know, when he's on a chair or not a chair, a table. And it just mm-hmm. ends that way. You know, Jeff walks out tall, but both men technically lost, you know. Like a double no, count out yeah, do a thing. double count out. Don't do no DQs. Like, don't have Sheamus lose by a DQ because he hits him with a fucking chair or something. Like, no. nah, come on. You know, you you're supposed to be the, you're the big man. You know, don't be fucking using chairs and shit. You want to beat the guy? Yeah. I think double count out because they just there's no fans. They're 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 focused on just beating the shit out of each other. So they get out of the ring. They're just killing each other, and the refs just like, you know what? Ring the bell. You know, it's over. We're, Counter to ten, so I think that's mm-hmm. how they'll end that one, in my opinion. Um, you but- know, um, I, it's funny you keep mentioning in this like there's no fans, there's no fans, um, and I I kind of realize I know why you're saying that. It's because um, a lot of the times the fans kind of like make the decisions for the writers and the executives for them. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, oh, if someone was yelling harder for Jeff, and people are really not taking into liking of what like Seamus is doing right now. We're probably gonna make this matchup and have Jeff like just dominate and like keep moving him forward. But when now you're taking a step back and you don't have to worry about you know what's going on in the crowd and you can actually plan out a good rivalry or a potential good rivalry to change. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, absolutely. I think also you know you don't want to say start off your pay per view with a bunch of fans booing. You know, mm-hmm. screaming mm-hmm. boo, and you're just like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be a good night." You know, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. So, with no fans, you could make a decision like this. Don't now. Here's the thing: if you do it once, don't do it twice. Because if you have mm-hmm. like, you know, those two like double countouts happen twice, then oh, then you're just hello, stupid writing. Just do it once. Right. Let it be. It's it sets up for when the crowd comes back because you know crowds can be coming back soon. You know they're right. coming. They're coming back soon. So there's the opportunity is there. Um, so all right, we both are going with no decisions on this one. 
uh, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. Okay, let's move on to the next one. We're going to go and we're going to jump into the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, we have the New Day, who are the champs, going against Miz and John Morrison, going against the Forgotten mm-hmm. Sons, who just got called up, uh, going against the Lucha House Party. Hey, Matt, those are your people. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, no, they're all there. I, I, I saw them, and they came out, and they were just, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just dancing and shit. Wait, wait, but but you were there too, Tommy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I was zooming during it. Um, um so <laughs> we got this tag team, this fatal four way uh tag team match. It's be pretty be an interesting match. Um I look at it when it comes to like Lucha House Party. They're probably gonna be the ones to take the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, because the Usos, one of them, Jay, I believe, got hurt. So he's out for like eight months to nine months. So um, he's going to be gone for a bit or else probably would have been Usos in there. So you get the Lucha right, House right. Party in there. I can't see the because Forgotten you, you Sons. Needed, you needed the I, I feel like if they had the Usos back in there, they would have just kept it as data of a super current match and kind mm-hmm. of gotten the super current match that we needed at WrestleMania. But, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, with them being hurt, and you know the Forgotten Sons just got called up, so I don't see them putting the belts on them right now, especially because most of these people don't know who the fuck they are, hence the Forgotten mm-hmm. Sons. You know, they're pretty good in NXT. They didn't really do too much. You know, they're not former NXT tag champs or anything. And, of course, you got Miz and Morrison, who are the former champs trying to get their belts back. Personally, I'll start, but I personally uh, believe the New Day will keep the belts. I don't see the point of taking it off of them. And if you do, then you're just playing hot potato with the fucking championships, and that's stupid. Um, Miz, uh, Miz and Morrison, you know, they uh, they lost the belts. Eh, you know, it was like, eh, I think they should have kept it a little longer. If, In my opinion, technically, I think they should be the champs at this point. But whatever, you gave it to the New Day. People love the New Day. They sell a lot of shit. So if it was on up to me. SmackDown. Yes, that's the other problem. They lost it on SmackDown. Like, all right, you know, if they were going to lose it, then maybe lose it here. This would have been the opportunity to give it to the New Day. But for, you know they lost it to, well, the Miz lost it. Yeah, Miz lost it. Because Big E is the one that that actually won the belt, right. and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? Was it? It wasn't another ladder match. It was a regular match. Which, no, it was a regular triple threat yeah. match, and it was the other parts of the New Day, Miz and Morrison. So it was Jay. It was Jay, Big E, and Miz. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wasn't feeling that too much. I wasn't feeling the fact that Miz and Morrison lost their belts. I thought that was retarded. after they won it. Yeah, stupid. Right, mm-hmm. the bad decision. But in that case, because that's the decision they made, that's the decision I'm going to have to deal with, I have to say that the New Day are keeping those tag titles. Ms. Mlave, where are you going? Yeah, man. I'm going to piggyback off of you, man. I just don't see the New Day losing again, especially at a pay-per-view. Um, I... I don't like the decision that like we just talked about it that you know Miz and Morrison they uh, Morrison did a great job at like winning the job, the titles at WrestleMania and then they a week later they just have Miz just empty it out maybe they're gonna give us a Miz and Morrison feud I'd much rather have them as a tag team champions but whatever um, I don't see the new day uh, 
losing. And if I do, I feel like it's going to be upset. And they might just give the full, uh, Forgotten Sons uh, a, a shocking moment. And everyone will be like, holy shit. But I think that's like a 2% chance. So I'm going with mm-hmm. the New Day. Okay, I'm going with the New Day. New Day. Um... And the Lucha House Party is just going to have fun. We're going to get there to make it a, a good match. Yes, um, I think they're there to do fun flips and uh, mm-hmm. look at some fun chicks, even though there will be no mm-hmm. fun chicks there. So they're going to do some flips, and they 100% are going to be involved in the pinfall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. But you know what? you got to keep in mind, I mean, these two guys in um, Lucha House Party, they're fantastic wrestlers. I no, mean, the sword really in the Elimination Chamber tag <laughs> match, the shit they were doing. You know, if mm-hmm. I mean, look at it this way. I the, I think the New Day obviously is going to win. They're going to keep their belts. If you want to shock the system, as we like to put it, maybe give it to them. Shock the world. They're not yeah. going to. There's no fucking way these guys, fucking Lucha House Parties winning this belt. But why not? You know, give us something different. This is money on a roof. Money in the bank on the roof. Okay. Let's just right. fucking can... be crazy. Let's do some crazy right. shit. Which is why I'm like, hey, if they're gonna do a wild card and shock somebody, you either do it in the ladder in the money in the bank ladder match itself, or you do it here and you change the title and you let one of these one of these like people that that have like ten percent chance of winning, well they each have whatever, twenty five percent chance of winning. But you know what yeah. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you Math- know, like give it to one of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 I'm the music man, not the math man. <laughs> He's the music man. He's not the math man, the mathematician, the mathematician. Woo, coming up with puns right now, the mathematician. Um, and alliteration. Yes, Let's go. that is good. That is good. Um, but I, like I was saying is I do feel because this pay-per-view is out of its fucking mind, do out of the fucking mind type of shit. Let's have a little bit of fun. That's what makes me excited for this pay-per-view because I'm sitting there thinking like, this is going to be fucking wild. I am right. so pumped. We didn't even we haven't gotten to the money in the bank fucking matches yet. I am so pumped no. to talk about that because it's like, what the fuck can you do? You can do a lot. We'll get into that though. Let's move on to the next match. Um, we're gonna go on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match, um, where we're gonna see Bailey going against Tamina. Yeah, Tamina <laughs> versus Bailey. Okay, Mister Malave. Not mathematician. Okay. You're not mathematician. You are the music man. Why don't you? Uh, Bailey versus Tamina. Who you got, bro? I am not excited for this match at all. Um, if they were doing the right thing and how they were playing it uh, at WrestleMania with Sasha Banks and Bailey, I could have seen another match with them. As much as I don't want to see that, I'd much rather have saw that in a weird stipulation at Money in the Bank. Yeah, or fuck it, hang the title up on a ladder and have a ladder match. Like, yeah. I, and have Sasha Banks and Bailey in a ladder match for the women's title. But no, we get Tamina versus Bailey. Um, and ultimately, we know how this is going to happen. Tamina's going to push her weight around, and uh, Bailey's going to take a couple beatings. And then afterwards, we're going to have a nice little Bailey like, momentum shift. Uh, they're going to go back and forth after a while. But ultimately, there's no way Tamina's winning this belt. All right? Mm. <laughs> At all. All right? I'm going mm. with Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I think you're 100% correct. I don't see Tamina winning this belt, okay? I think there's going to be some, like, I know you mentioned Sasha Banks. I think that's being saved for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big SummerSlam moment. I think the, um, we saw a little bit, a little bit, you know, little things were going on there with them. A little bit of Sasha giving her that look like, hey, you never know, I might turn on you. I think at this um, pay-per-view, I think we're going to get the glimpse. We're going to see it. She's not going to turn yet, but it's going to come close to the point that maybe like she goes to like hit Tamina with the belt and she strikes Bailey and then Tamina goes for the pin and then Sasha has to break it up or like, you know, she hits the ref or something like she has to get, get, oh my God. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, and then, and then Bailey maybe finds a way to roll up Tamina or something because... She ain't going to be belly about it. I mean, she could do it, but Tamina, to me, is just somebody they threw in there. I'm not saying she's a horrible wrestler. I never personally liked her. I always thought she was a little dangerous when it came to it, just like her buddy Nia Jax. Um, mm-hmm. But this match is not exciting. If Tamina pulls it out and she does win, again, this is one of those pay-per-views. Be crazy. Do stupid shit. Be insane. If you want to be insane, yeah, you, you give Tamina you the belt. The, the fact that you're changing titles on a SmackDown when no one's actually in the stands and you, you know, especially because of the people you release the titles from, then go crazy. Let, like, if you're going to get titles off of people, let's do that. They can always win back at a Raw or a SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. get into, they get into SummerSlam where we have people in the stands again. So, like, you know what I mean? If like you said, if that's going to happen, let them go crazy. Yeah, no, let them go crazy. But again, I don't think they will. I think Bailey's going to hold this belt. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's about it for that. So, um, all right, let's move on to the next match. Um, Again, there's not a lot of matches on this card right now. So we're really getting right now into the the championship battles, which is Mm -hmm. pretty much all they have right now. Um, So let's get into it. We got Drew McIntyre going against Seth Rollins. This is for the WWE Championship. Um, I'll start. So this match, I feel, is at the wrong place at the wrong time. I feel this match should be a SummerSlam match. Um, right now, Drew McIntyre is just way too hot. Just got the belt. Everybody's loving the fact he's the champ. He's such a he's a monster. He's a beast. And Seth Rollins, on the other hand, who has a the gimmick is just awesome and he's doing such a great job, but he's been losing a lot too. So it's like you turned him into this Messiah dude to lose half the time. You, you know, you, you got to find a middle ground. Now, here's the problem. This is where I think WWE makes the mistake. We were mentioning before with Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, double count out. I have a feeling that this match is going to end some way just like that. It's going to end in like a double count out or... Uh, Murphy obviously 100% is getting involved in this match um, and maybe a DQ something stupid is going to happen um, and uh, McIntyre is going to win but I feel it's going to be by a DQ or a double count out or whatever if it's a double count out then you know nobody wins um, but I can't see you can't have you cannot have Drew McIntyre lose the belt you can't do that you do that you've made foolish mistakes and people are going to turn off their TVs but in the long run, you can't have Seth Rollins lose again because he keeps losing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, you you wrote yourself a hole here. You put yourself in a little bit of a problem. And I feel, if you, again, if you're going to you know make sure you look, both guys are going to look strong, 
then you got to do double count out or a DQ or some bullshit that they're going to fucking come out with. Um, but if it was to end in a legit pinfall, I would definitely go with McIntyre. I just, if I was a writer, I wouldn't want to be putting Seth, you know, down right now. Because this, this, this could be a good, this is a really good feud. You can really make something out of this. And they, right now, no one else is up for grabs when it comes to McIntyre. We'll see what happens afterwards. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre and or double count out. Okay. All right. Yeah, man. Um, I also feel like this match is uh, way too rushed. Um, and they're giving us too much that, like, this, this title alone is beautiful. You know, those two guys facing off each other needs to be done right. And I feel like they're throwing this together just because who else are they going to put McIntyre to right now that can actually, you know, get people to tune in, tune in. So they're like, you know what? Let's just give it to you right now. So I also feel like it's going to end. A lot of these matches are going to end weird. I feel like the only thing that they really know is who they're putting the contracts on right now. Maybe they're just like, 50-50 about a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, but other than that, I don't, I also don't see Drew McIntyre losing the title. Um, he can technically lose the match and not lose the title. He can also, Seth Rollins can also lose the match but not actually get pinned to. So, yes, I feel like the Messiahs are definitely gonna, well, the, the, the disciples, right? That's, that's what I'm Yeah, the disciples. Yeah. Well, at least it's one disciple. disciple. One disciple at least is gonna get into in there. Um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of like a lot of interference, a lot of stuff happening outside that's gonna ultimately stop this match from having a decisive ending. But if it does, like you, you can't have McIntyre get a stop and then get counted out. Absolutely, especially after defeating Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So. You know, granted, Seth Rollins did defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but he cashed for the money in the bank. Um, and I know that's the angle they're trying to have, which they, they better not because they're going to do something bad for McIntyre and he's going to fall too far for you to pick him back up again. So if they know what's good for them, Drew McIntyre is still your champion. I don't give a shit how. All right. So you're having Drew McIntyre as the winner of the match. Um like I said, I agree. I didn't, I didn't say he was going to win. Maybe he gets DQ'd. Maybe. Do you think maybe. the face would get DQ'd? Wouldn't it be opposite? No, but maybe, like, Seth Rollins, he's one of those clever dudes, right? So, like, maybe his, his disciple comes in and kind of plants it so that way Drew McIntyre is the one that gets DQ'd. And he's like, see, I technically won. And that sets up another match of him going, all right, let's do it this way so I can get the title that actually happened. Oh, okay. I think that's retarded, though. That doesn't even make sense. Why would, you get, why would you get yourself DQ'd in the middle of a championship I'm match? Just, <laughs> it's like, haha, I beat you. It's like, okay, jackass, but you didn't win the belt. You know, like, it would. I think they're, the Messiah mindset, that won't work. Like, that would make okay. that would make Rollins look really stupid. And to the point you're just like, He's not that dumb. Now I can see Murphy getting involved where Rollins gets DQ'd. You know, that that would make sense. And then maybe uh, Rollins is pissed off at Murphy. And then maybe we can set up a feud between them. Because, you know, who knows where that shit's going to go. And most likely it's going to lead to that where Murphy's going to face Rollins. And, you know, he's going to build Murphy up. Which isn't hard because Murphy's fucking awesome. Um, but so, interesting. But we're both technically going with Drew McIntyre and or 
some shenanigans to um, disrupt the match. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I'm just spitballing here. You know, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, no, spitballing, spitballing, just... That point, yeah, I I don't see Rollins getting DQ <laughs> to to say ha ha I beat you and then it's like and then McIntyre goes okay but I still have the belt <laughs> and he's just like oh shit I totally forgot about that damn it like god oh, damn it fucker all right let's go on we'll move on to the next one um again this one uh, next another championship. Uh, um, the Universal Championship. Ooh, this one's a goodie because we have Braun, the motherfucker Strowman, going against. Yowie wowie! Yep, the Fiend Bray Wyatt um, goes against Brawny Braun. Big Braun. Braun Strowman just won himself a Universal Championship because. Roman Reigns didn't show up. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the fact right there. So, Mr. Malave, Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Who you got and why? Let me tell you something, man. I'm also kind of pissed off about how this is uh, a match that I kind of want to see and I really love to have it on paper, but it's just like not this way. You know what I mean? Like it's another one of these nappies this way. It got also thrown together. You know, I get it. It was, we were a month away. So yeah, a month you leading into it, but you got Bree White, who's coming off of uh, a ridiculous high and went off of John Cena, putting him over, which he didn't need to get put over anyway, because he's fucking mad. Um, and then you got Braun Strowman finally winning a title, the title that he should have won months ago. Um, <laughs> And and it just sucks because you know what they're doing. Braun Strowman has always just been uh, interim champion. He's never going to hold on and have a lengthy title shot. I'm sorry, and, and it pains me to say this because when they when he first came out, everyone was on top of him. And he he could have been an amazing, an amazing champion that you could run through months of storylines with other people on, including Roman Reigns. But honestly. They don't know when Roman Reigns is coming back, and they can't have Braun Strowman holding the title that much longer, especially with Bray Wyatt's a bigger name. Uh, I got to give it to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, um, I got to tell you, um, it's it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, and and, and it's kind of fucked up too because mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, uh, we know Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, fuck fiend, he's the fucking man. You know, he's the best thing on SmackDown. You know, he's the best mm-hmm. thing on wrestling right now when it comes to WWE. But then you got a guy like Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, he's put his time in. He's put his he put a lot of effort in. And I I think him winning obviously he was a filler because it was supposed to be Reigns, but I feel that him winning should have happened like two years ago. Where mm-hmm. it would have mattered. Like it just it, you know, he won and uh, no crowd, but still like he, him as a champ. I don't see it. Like, the man literally was the intercontinental champ, and he lost. Now, he lost to, obviously, Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. But, eh? You know, like, he, every time he had a belt, he kept losing it. And you, you now you're making him fight The Fiend. And this is the problem with WWE. They're making a big mistake yet again. A big mm-hmm. mistake. You put the belt on Strowman. Fine. Whatever. Put the belt on Strowman. 
you give him the fiend for the first fucking match? Are That's you so crazy? Up, like, especially you know, after coming off of beating a god that is John Cena, the god that everyone loves, John Cena. He killed him. He yeah, ended him. He, ends, he broke him. He ended John Cena, and 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 Braun Strowman beat Goldberg, who beat the Fiend. So technically, mm-hmm. if we do the math, Braun Strowman could beat the Fiend. The problem with that is. Nobody wants to see that. Not yeah. one person wants to see the fucking fiend lose to Braun Strowman. We've already seen I'll him you right lose. Now. I'll tell you right now, I don't, I don't want to see the fiend lose either. But that's <laughs> the thing. Nobody like, does. You don't want... The biggest mistake that WWE made from the get-go was putting the belt on the fiend Way too early. He should have mm-hmm. never been champ. Honestly, he till this day he should not be champ. If anything, maybe you have him go for the belt at SummerSlam or something, where you're like, mm-hmm. you know, you give him a give him a fucking year of being the fiend before you start putting titles on the fucking guy. Because you yeah. remember, you put a championship on somebody. Eventually, they're gonna have to lose that belt. You have to write a good story to where it makes sense that he loses that belt. They wrote fucking Goldberg. Big mistake. You made the fiend no, look no, like no, a Remember, bitch. it was the, it was the prince of Saudi Arabia. Remember that? No, it, it, funny enough, <laughs> it was, but it wasn't too because it was Goldberg yeah, that was just saying that he's not. He's like, I'm not losing to him, and you're just like, um, what? Like, you do realize what you? Oh, and then it just ruins everything. So, all right, the fiend. This is the thing that scares me because it's like. I don't want them to take the belt off of Strowman because I feel like you're going back into that part again. You're going to put the belt on the right. Fiend, and then you have to decide who's going to beat the Fiend. And I, who's, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is going to come and beat the Fiend. You're just going to piss people off. The whole point of yeah. getting Reigns off TV right now, I know he's doing. You know, he just had two twins, and he's with his family, and I think that's great. And he wants to stay healthy, and I think that's yeah. awesome. You don't want him to come back to beat the Fiend because if he no. does that, then they're going to hate him. You want him the to come fiend, back as people yes. cheering. Right. You need to build so the story. To, but but if that's the case and then the fiend wins, then the fiend has to lose to uh so technically if people are gonna love the fiend as the champion, he's definitely an anti like he's not a heel, he's not a face, like he's just a rebel. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like but he's the face and whoever's gonna be the person that everyone hates, he's gonna be there has to be a heel. Someone has to and then he has to lose to that guy yeah. for Roman Reigns to come and be the savior. Right. Well, I think this is what I would do. This is how I would do it if it was up to me. First off, I'm going to throw my pick out there. I do think The Fiend's going to win because WWE is stupid. Um, So I'm going to go with The Fiend. But this is what I would do. If you're going to have The Fiend win. Okay, Fiend wins the belt. So now he needs to go into a story that's going to make sense. So you kind of got to give him like a filler. Somebody that's meh. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they would pick in that sense, but it doesn't. At that point, you can actually have him face Strowman again. Just like kind of let the feud continue a little bit, a little more, so you can have a little Maybe. bit of Strowman, um, because it'd be stupid. Will you take the belt off of Strowman just to be like, okay, well, good luck, you know? Like, no, like you gotta have him still kind of beef a little bit. So what I would do is, Jeff Hardy obviously is now back and quote unquote again he's clean. They do, they have mentioned that they really want to push him. I personally think if you do the Fiend versus Jeff Hardy. That would be an interesting feud because the fiend could utilize the whole 
you know, his past of the drugs and the alcohol. Mm-hmm. He mentions the Woken One because he was with the Woken One. He mentions Brother Nero, who obviously Jeff Hardy is. And then he fights Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> he beats Jeff Hardy. But then mm-hmm. somebody else comes later, and that's where you get Brother Nero. Now you're getting the woken, the broken Matt Hardy, but the uh, version of Jeff Hardy doing it. Right. And Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy as Brother Nero, beats the fiend for the belt. Jeff Hardy gets his belt. He gets the push that he deserved for a very long time. Hopefully he stays clean and can keep it. And then eventually we get to the Royal Rumble and then, well, maybe not the rump. One, two, three. I'm trying to count. Um, yeah, I would say okay. Maybe the rumble is when we get Jeff Hardy versus the Fiend again, and the Fiend wins the belt back. Then you can have fucking Roman Reigns versus the Fiend at WrestleMania, and have Roman beat him. Because you gotta, you gotta pick somebody that if they're gonna beat him, it needs to mean something. Not just oh, they beat him. It should have a good meaning to it. I think somebody like Jeff Hardy beating him, utilizing his past to beat him, especially the whole point of Matt Hardy, the broken one, or as you know, he was the woken one. You can have mm-hmm. somebody like Jeff Hardy doing the delete, he can do that, he's allowed to do that. So, right. him doing that, I think, would be really interesting. I think a great feud would build up between the fiend. Versus Jeff Hardy, a.k.a. at that point, he'll turn to Brother Nero, and then you have some shit to go down. Because, you know, those two have put on good matches, and they can both kill each other. So that's where I would go with that. But I do think The Fiend is 100% beating Braun Strowman. Um, and I would just, you know, I want, I want to see something good happen. Because um, WWE, you're going to fuck The Fiend up again. At least if you're going to do it, make sure the story makes sense. And to me, right. that'd be a pretty good story. You know what I like that as well. You you thought about this a lot, and I love I love the angle. I would love to see Brother Nero again, and that whole that whole feud to get them to fight. As far as the mind games that Bray Wyatt would play with his whole past and oh, yeah, sure. and, the, and Uncle Nero and stuff like that, taking down all these. I could just see all the skits that we're gonna get that are gonna be pure gold. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, hey. If we get a firehouse funhouse, uh, a firefly funhouse match again, and we get all these clips and shit, why the hell not? Well, we're not going to do it. We're going to get an excellent, excellent wrestling match. Yeah. But um, but yes, I, I agree. Bray Wyatt's going to be a new champion. Here we go. Title yeah. changing hands. Title changing hands, and that means it's now time to move on to the money in the banks. This is where the you know the briefcase it's hanging on top of the fucking building in Stamford, Connecticut. So let's start with the women. We'll start with the women. Mm-hmm. Now, in the women's Money in the Bank, we have Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Mr. Malave, who are you picking to win Money in the Bank for the women? Okay, so this is an obvious pick for me, and I feel like I, everyone else is kind of like on board with this, and we all see it. Uh, I'm going with Shayna Baszler. Um, she's dominated, uh, ever since Elimination Chamber, even before then, uh, but Elimination Chamber, she eliminated every single competitor. Uh, and then she faced, you know, um, our girl, everyone knows, the man, um, and she lost. Um, and, you know, I feel like that Money in the Bank match, uh, that Money in the Bank case is going to solidify her as a champion. You know what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. 
that's going to give her her championship. They basically putting the title on her before putting the title on her. Right. You know, um, and, you know, I feel like everyone else in this match is going to put up an amazing show. Um, but I just don't see them uh, putting this briefcase on somebody else. Okay. You know, um, you know, Oscar has had her moments. She's had the title as well. Um, she's kind of like the one that's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting um, along with uh, with Lacey Evers, kind of. But, you know, I, I, I do have a little issue with, uh, with this whole card itself. Um, I don't, I, I don't know, because I don't know what to expect. You get me? So, like, I know it's going to start at the, the, the bottom of the building and then it's going to work its way up. So, you know, people like Nia Jax is going to have her, her, you know, heavyweight moments. You know, um, uh, and then yes. you're going to have people like Oscar who's going to have her technical inventive moments, you know. Um, but still, in all, I don't see that any of them getting close to beating Shayna Baszler and her brutality that she's going to sort of going, going through like glass, like shattering things. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope I just see a lot of the ass flipping and a lot of ass. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And I actually, I also agree with your pick. I'm also going to go with Shayna Baszler. Um, if it's not Baszler, it's probably Asuka. But in the long run, it it, it needs to be Baszler. You are you mm-hmm. fucked up Shayna Baszler. You know, you, she came mm-hmm. in, she dominated. Elimination Chamber, she eliminates everybody, like you mentioned. Then she goes to WrestleMania and she loses. And you're just like, meh? Like, wh- what the fuck were you building? You built you built nothing like this is bullshit. Right. So, give Shayna Baszler a uh, briefcase. Let Shayna Baszler murder Becky Lynch, and let's move on with our fucking lives. It's, it's that simple. It's what mm-hmm. needs to happen. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler needs to take that belt off of Becky Lynch. There it is. That's it. I agree. Yeah, it's that fucking simple. So cool. We we both agree. Uh, Shayna Baszler is going to take this again. If if anybody else was had a shot, it would be Oscar. I don't see Lacey Evans, Carmella, Dana Brooke, definitely not. And Nia Jax, I'd be very surprised if she actually won it. I don't see the point of her winning it because, man, I'd rather see Shayna Baszler and or Oscar. But yeah. I, I think it's going to be Baszler, and as as you said, you think it's going to be Baszler as well. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Moving on to the men's one. This one's going to be interesting <laughs> because there are a few people in this match. That can win this belt. This well, I was gonna say this yeah. belt. That can win this briefcase. So we have Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, fucking funny enough, Otis. We have Otis in uh-huh. there. And <laughs> the phenomenal one, he's just returned, AJ Styles. So yeah, he um just came back from the dead. He just came back. He was buried alive. He mentioned he was buried alive too. But uh he's back. Um and he called himself the Immortal too, which is awesome because in TNA he was the Immortal AJ Styles mm-hmm. when, when mm-hmm. he was a fucking badass motherfucker. Oh my god, that was without the beard and the long hair. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's when the that's when the hair first showed up. That's when he was like the loner yes. when he was by himself. He didn't want to be yes, with anybody. Yes, yes. Good AJ. He wasn't that was the good AJ. anymore. This was after the tag team title range with him and Christopher Daniels. Yes, yeah, this is good AJ Styles. Very good AJ. Um, so this is interesting. You know, this this one, and there's a lot of people that can win this. I mean, you could see Daniel Bryan. You could definitely see Rey Mysterio. People are all saying Aleister Black should do it. Very possible that King Corbin can do it. I don't see Otis doing it. That mm-hmm. one, I think, is just, you know, for the fans. 
You know, I don't really right. see it. And obviously, AJ, it's AJ Styles. And because of that, I'm going with AJ Styles. Um, I think it only mm-hmm. makes sense that AJ wins it because if you're going to feud anybody with McIntyre, that's going to be really interesting. It should be AJ Styles because if anybody's taking that belt off of McIntyre, it should be AJ Styles. Um, and you just fired two of his friends. So it better be AJ Styles. I'm going to go with the phenomenal one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I was uh, looking at this card as it was unfolding, you know, the qualifier matches all over uh, Raw and SmackDown. And it's just like, you know, as each and every one of them kept coming in, you know, I'm just like, okay, all right. Like, what are they actually doing? Because, you know, as you're looking at the card, you start thinking bigger picture, you know, like these are the person that's going to be lurking and going to be waiting in the games for the opportunity. Right, so like you get someone like uh, a Corbin or an Aleister Black, Black like uh, himself, who is actually trying to make a name for himself, and you put him in a match like this, and you can very much win, and they can build him up with the briefcase, right? But I also look at the company and itself and the creative team and what they need to do if indeed this quarantine stuff stays for a while, or they have to keep doing audibles, right? So. Someone like an Alistair Black may be a risky pick to put this build on for a couple of months that it might have to get audible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I go to King Corbin, and I'm like, all right, almost uh, not identical because Corbin's been a while. They put the King of the Ring on him, but King of the Ring was already an accolade, right? I feel like by giving him that, that briefcase is also the same thing. Now, okay, I'm the King of the Ring. Now I have this contract. So whether, you know, back in the day, if you won King of the Ring, you get a title shot, but, you know, they don't do that anymore because they're yeah, retarded. Yeah, but, um, but whatever, if they have that, they also have to build them up too. Now you can do more of the lurking, right? But I feel like they're getting clean cuts here, which is why they have the three other heavy hitters. I didn't even mention Otis because, like you said, he's a throw-in. He's for people to get cheap laughs at, right? Um, which sucks because he's, he's a great athlete, but he's not going to get the contract. Um, I have to, like, so it leads us to the three main hitters. Now, McIntyre, this is the guy, like, you know, cash it in on, on whoever or whatever, like, so Ray Mysterio, he's the only one who, that's the only thing he hasn't accomplished yet. I don't, I, I could see them giving it to a veteran like that, or they give it to somebody who's been carrying the belt for a while and has a big momentum that just returned and everything else too is i feel like there was a reason why they put all these people together that was kind of so far as it was building up until i was like wait where are these big big hitters besides daniel bryant and yeah Rami serious school but he's kind of like on the other side of his career you know and i'm like okay boom asia gets put in there and you're like oh so that's your winner like yeah. i clearly understand why you were doing all of this now so you're gonna have everyone else be around this and, be, and make this a phenomenal story from the bottom all the way up to the top. But ultimately, as Rey Mysterio is going to get to the top, try to do a big move. He's going to put the big move on there. Someone's going to hit him with something. AJ Styles going to capitalize, and boom, he's going to be on new money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I think that's 100% going to happen, too. Now, my question to you is, because there are shit you can do on top of a roof. Is anybody going off the roof? Mm. You see, I've been thinking about that for a while. Um, I don't think that they're going to go off the complete roof because that's suicide. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like there's going to be an, a ledge that's going to be from the ring at type 
of the rig portion of the roof, at least to another lower level, mm-hmm. that's going to be maybe 20 stories in total. And someone might leap off of it. I don't think it's Dave Ryan because they might kill him. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think I definitely think Ray Mysterio and uh, Corbin are going to take that guy. Okay, one of those two guys. It's definitely it's definitely not Otis. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I definitely don't see it being Otis either. Um, but I do think there's um, there's going to be a big spot involving that rooftop because. How do you have a match on a roof and not do anything that insane? You have to. Right. You have to do something insane. They're on a fucking rooftop. Something has to happen. Something insane. What about, now hear me out. What about there's maybe a return or something, or even if it's not, what about if we get a fucking helicopter, right? And it has a drop ladder. Yeah, like there's probably no ladders in the ring, but the uh, the helicopter is low enough or the ladder is long enough for someone to climb, grab the title, and the helicopter just fucking flies away, and like they yell cut and it's over. You know what I mean? Like that'd be insane. What? Like I was thinking about that. I was like, what in the WWE films are we fucking doing here? No, that would be (laughs) absolutely insane. But you know what? It's one of those matches. This match is, it's on a rooftop. You have to do something insane. You have to go crazy. Mm -hmm. You have to do spots. You have to do spots that you'll never, ever see again. This is how you sell this pay-per-view. You have to do shit that is going to be insane if you add some helicopters, maybe some fighter jets. Maybe the roof catches on fire. I don't know. Uh, Maybe the briefcase falls off the roof and AJ jumps off the roof and catches the briefcase. But then, because remember, this is going to be filmed probably cinematically, like like I did the other one, like the Boneyard match. Um, Mm -hmm. So editing. A lot of shit can be done with editing where it looks like AJ jumps off a roof and turns out that AJ never jumped off the roof, which is a dummy. You know, it's very easy to do editing. Um, I would like to see somebody definitely, somebody has to go off a roof. Somebody has to. You have to, you can't do it on a roof and not go off a roof. First of all, if you do it and you don't go off the roof, that's a missed opportunity and you should never, ever do anything on a roof ever. No, no, of course not. (laughs) You know, you don't do it you don't do this kind of match on a roof if no one's going off the roof. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't see the women doing this, but the men, mm-hmm. they can pull it off. They could definitely pull it off. You can probably have Otis and Corbin go off the roof, you know, just mm-hmm. big, too big. You know, Corbin's a big dude. These guys just fighting and then just, oh my God, they got hit with the ladder. And, oh my right. God, that bell. Oh my God. Like insane. You know um, what? But even something, even something as, as along, along the lines of like, oh, he gets thrown through the roof and he lands onto the other side, like the other thing downstairs. Like, give me something. Oh, he falls through three floors. You know, like, <laughs> give me something. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a Mortal Kombat type of move. You know, you get an uppercut, you jump three floors in the air. I want them to fight in the elevator, but the elevator gets stuck, like, you know, and they have to mm-hmm. climb out of it. Like, I want this match to be so insane and so nuts that as you're watching it, you're just like, yes, I am so down for everything that's happening right now. That's what they need to do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, that, I that is our Money in the Bank predictions. 
Um, and of course, we'll come back and discuss, you know, what happened. We won't, as we did like WrestleMania, we don't talk about all the matches. We talk about the ones that actually matter. So next week, we'll do a quick little recap about that. But I mean, in all actuality, each one of these matches are for a title. So. Well, it's, <laughs> no, technically, all, all we have to talk about all of these matches because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a their belts on the line. You, those are the ones that matter, except Bailey versus Tamina. Yeah, unless something really happens, matter. we don't know, but um. That we means... can just leave it that. So Bailey won. Anyway, next. Yeah, so Bailey won. Yeah, you're excited for that one. Um, here we go. So that means <laughs> it's time to move on to the final matchup of the night. Indeed, it's time for the Ooh, yeah. Macho Madness bracket. And we moving on to the WWE WWF side. Got yeah. my bracket right over here, right now. And um, right now, we're going to discuss the matchup of Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at SummerSlam 2000 in an unsanctioned street fight. Going against Ric Flair. Woo! Versus, ooh, yeah, the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 8 for the WWF Championship. So... Indeed, we have some we have some matches here. What should we start mm-hmm. with? What would you like to start with? Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, how about how about we start with the classic? We got to go with Ric Flair versus. Oh yeah! All right, Ric Flair Macho versus man. the Macho Man Randy Savage. Who? Let's be real. When he first came out, he was like full steam ahead. This motherfucker was mm-hmm. just, he, he come running out. You know, Macho don't run like that. He's just coming out, just doing Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And like the whole big thing, like, you know, Flair and um, uh, Mr. Perfect, they have a picture of Elizabeth. You know, nobody knows what the picture mm-hmm. is. And, you know, Macho Man doesn't like that because you're messing with his woman. You don't mess with Macho's wife. We already know that. And I'm sure so does mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll discuss um, first. Um, this match is... It's a good match, you know. It's not too crazy. It does what it has to do. It tells a good story. Um, but the one thing about this match to me, this was Ric Flair, man. Ric Flair is a god. You know, it's a, he's, a, he's a god in this match. And he, it's Ric Flair, his prime. You know, this is he wasn't in the company for that long at this point. He's only in there for a year. Like, he was pretty much getting ready to leave. So, right. you know, like, <clears throat> he put on a awesome match and he's so good he's so good you know and it's crazy because the crowd is completely into this fucking match but like the false finish you know when they had the little false finish moment i feel that it was just a millisecond you know they needed a little millisecond more because he kicks out but when he kicks out it's just like Ah, you you should have maybe waited a minute. Not not like obviously a minute, but like you should have waited like you know a good another second, maybe a half a second, then kick out. And I think the crowd would have been so much more a big pop as when Macho kicked out. Um, But to me, it was a good match. It wasn't fantastic. It was a match that it had a good story to it. You know, with Macho Man winning the belt back. You know, I think that was a good story with Elizabeth showing up, you going on the macho side like always, you know, lovey-dovey, they're married, so it makes sense. And, you know, it's Ric Flair again, just being that bad heel, having Mr. Perfect get involved as always. But let me tell you one thing is not only is the match good, 
but the post match promo that Ric Flair does. Oh my god. Is so hilarious. But so he's just he he literally is a god. He's so great. But it's so good. It's so funny. Because you would think he won the match. He lost the match. He mentions in the promo that he lost the match. But it's so, you know what? I'm just going to play it for you because I, I had to record it because I thought it was so funny. And I, I'm it's just, so good. I'm just going to play it for everyone. What we have right now is a man that'll walk around town tonight claiming to be the real world champion. Claiming to be the second time WWF Heavyweight Champion. He'll be claiming it all. And most of all, he'll be claiming the love of that Jezebel, Elizabeth. Now, Savage, unlike a lot of people in the greatest sport of them all, we don't cry over spilt milk. We reassemble a team. The money, the brains, the nucleus, and we say to our opponent, you did it once, now let's see you do it again. One time means nothing to my career. Well, the way it stands right now, there is a new champion in the WWF. Let's it right now. We regroup together. Where I go, perfect goes. It's all monitored by Eden. And like I said before, Savage, might not be tomorrow. It might be the day after. But I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you bad. And every time I see your old lady, I'm going to kiss her on those moist, wet lips. Woo! baby champ. What a fucking promo. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a oh my fucking God. promo. You it's so funny. You at WrestleMania 8, and you are you're still just like, I love you to do this again, bitch. And you're still kind of like, oh, Rick Flair, you, you're still the winner. He, you know what it is, is because remember, Macho Man p- holds the tights. That's how he beats him. Right. He, he grabs the tights, and he holds them down. Um, right. So. But Flair, keep in mind, is bloodied as fuck. But he's mm-hmm. very calm. You got Macho, you got um Mr. Perfect, who's he's pissed. Bobby the Brain Heenan is losing his shit. But Ric Flair is calm as fuck. And then when it's his turn yeah. to talk, and just the whole, you don't want me. Now I'm gonna go. Get over here. You won't be the champ. Someone's gonna be walking around saying they have a champ, but you know you're just listening, and you're like. Holy shit. This is yeah, my gold. Is like, you did it once. Now let me see it again. Yeah. It don't mean nothing once. Like, it's just like, yo, hell yeah. And I agree with it again. Like, um, I love the post-match action as well. And uh, I really think that, like, those crawls, we don't, we don't get that anymore. And I think that's like, a, that's like a forgotten art that, like, yeah. what real, like, what, what other fights do, like UFC and Boxing Day, they have interviews beforehand, yes, sure, but then post-match interviews are like what we live for. Let's see what he thinks now that you just got beaten. You get me? Like, yeah. you know, or if you won, you just won the title. What's going on? Yeah. You know, hello, the best moment in Rocky was, Andrew, we did it! Yeah. And that was post-match. 
Yeah. <laughs> Beaten, like, so abused, I, and just dead, and just eh, right. you know. But he this, couldn't this see good. at all. No, he could. His <laughs> eyes were fucking shut. But no, but I agree. I thought this match was a it was a good match. Um, I love how hard these bumps are. What you really forget about, and what a lot of people don't give the Federation is credit for, is the bumps they actually have to take with their oldly designed model of a ring mm-hmm. because as you know as years progressed they fixed the shocks in the ring and they made it easier on the knees easier on the bumps so people could take, stop getting less concussions you know but we're still talking about the federation years and you hear that thud bang, bang, and you know that that's like the old ring you know that when Rick Flair chops you that's going to hurt regardless mm-hmm. you know that the backdrops that you're taking are going to get boom, and they're going to hurt. They're going to sting your back, you know? And I saw that throughout the whole entire matchup. Both of these people, both of these wrestlers are just technically sound, all like that. You could just feel, like, if you get the model of, like, a, a old Federation match, that's it right there. You know what I mean? The hard bumps, the hard chops, the reverses, the DDTs, and the back chops. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't act like everyone wasn't doing a suplex back then. They were doing a scoop slam, boom, they were doing suplexes and DDT. Mm-hmm. And it was glorified. It was glory. You know what I mean? And then you get the beautiful, like, submission of Ric Flair before his back gave out that he couldn't really snap you into that figure four the way he used to. You got old, you got fresh Ric Flair ready to go. And, like, I thought it was beautiful. And uh, not to mention, I have to give a shout-out to this because uh, I am a sneakerhead, and I didn't know Mr. Perfect was as big of a sneakerhead as I was. But, um... Mr. Perfect was was rocking the the red and the black and red Jordan sixes with really? his suit. Yes, I saw that in all the pixelated glory that it was this match, and I was just like, "Are those the sixes?" And I looked and I was like, "They're not the sixes. Look at them." Wasn't he wearing like a he because he had a blazer on, he had a t shirt yeah, on, yeah. like you know, dress yeah. pants on, and he had fucking Jordans on. That's funny. Yes, he had sneakers on. It was, I thought so. I was at first, I was like, there's no way he has sneakers on right now. And there's Jordan. That's going to be you know one of our new saying? things um, when we do our, uh, whenever we talk about matches, people wearing sneakers. It's guess the sneaker they're wearing, or you got to name the yeah. sneaker that they're wearing. Or so attire and what their reference is. <laughs> what, like what bar? <laughs> what no, bar? No, like, like like a reference of like the you know Ray Mysterio has like a theme every time he comes yeah, out with yeah. mm-hmm. attire. You know he's the Wolverine today. Um, but yeah, uh, good fun. good call on the sneakers. Didn't know about that. So for all the sneakerhead wrestling fans out there, watch the match. You might be able to see some over those Jordan Six. You said mm-hmm. Jordan Sixes, the black sixes. and red. Ooh, black and red Jordan Sixes. Those are nice sneakers, actually. I they are. They are. Things. I have the Oreo sixes. They're black and white. Those Ooh. are the other colorway. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Okay, so um, let's go into the rating. Uh, what are you going to give this match? So, although this was a great wrestling match for the Federation years and the hard bumps that it took and everything else, I still feel like it did. It didn't have the same law, like lore, coming like when I rewatched this. You know what I mean? Especially because we've seen so many classics between Savage and other people and Savage or, and Flair and other people to have them together. I and mean, was it the first time they fought in WWF? Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't but, think um, so, but this is for the first time for the belt. First time for the belt at a co-main event at a WrestleMania because that was Hogan and Sid Vicious, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe that was the main event. 
Um, but there was a Tomin event, and it was a, it, it had its bumps, it had its bruises. And I, I, the fact that the post credit interview was the biggest take from this whole entire match, um, I feel like it deserves only a 3.5. I mean, a three a 3.5 out of 5. Okay, so you're giving the three and a half, three point five. Honestly, I'm, I did the same. I also gave it a three and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I gave it a three and a half, and that's mainly why um, it's a simple match. You know, this is how old school WWF was. Simple. You know, uh, people were pinned, and the finishers uh, were suplexes and DDTs mm-hmm. and power slams. So you know, it was a fucking elbow drop. You know, um, but this. To me, was a very simple match that told a good story. Obviously, the post match fucking credit was fucking fantastic. The promo was hilarious. Um, it was so great to hear. Um, and of course, you know, Macho Man gets his belt back and he gets his girl with him. So it's a good story and it's a very good match. But it's not too crazy. But it's old school. Old school is never. They weren't mm-hmm. meant to be crazy. They meant to just put on a show for the fans. Good guy versus bad guy. You want to see good guy win? Well, guess what? Good guy won. So it works out in that favor. Um, okay, cool. So yeah. we're both giving it um, three and a half stars. And we're moving on to the next one, which is Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels versus Triple H, SummerSlam mm-hmm. 2002. And that's the mm-hmm. Unsanctioned Street Fight or the Unsanctioned Match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mr. Malave, I'm going to let you start with this one. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, SummerSlam 02. Okay, 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 okay. So you're talking about two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, right? You're talking about the HBK, Shawn Michaels. You're talking about Triple H. Now, now, leading up to this pay-per-view, right, you had the return of Shawn Michaels. He's coming back. He's starting to get seen a lot more on TV. Remember this. This is the first time we've seen Shawn Michaels since he was a commissioner, like the commissioner of, yeah. of WWE yeah. or WWE. You know what I mean? So he went away for a while. He hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 1998. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we're just like, yeah, that was, wasn't that the Austin match? That was, that the, was Austin the Austin match. match. Yeah, that was the Austin yeah. match. So he went away. He had his back surgery. He had his issues. He retired from wrestling. He became the commissioner. And then you know that him and Triple H are friends. Mind you, I'm watching all this unfold. And when we're when he gets beat up, I know for a fact that it was Triple H, just because it is Triple H. And then you see the turn, and they have the whole video playing back, and it was Triple H who attacked him, broke his hand, did everything that's crazy, and he was just like, "Yeah, I, I just used you." And boom, the feud just started blowing up. And then Eric Bischoff, who was the commissioner at the time, didn't want to give them the match at all. They were like, nope, I'm not going to be liable for you, him getting crippled in the ring. So he's like, fine, as long as he agrees to fight me, I don't need your 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 permission. Right. And I was like, of course, right. And it's just rightfully so that these two best friends had to come back this way. It was almost reminiscing of the Randy Orton Edge comeback of WrestleMania just now, when it's just like, if I'm going to come back to this sport, I'm going to do it with the person I've been training with that I trust mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm okay in coming back. Yeah. And cool. Let me tell you, when Shawn Michaels came out and he was just in jeans and a big old Texas belt buckle with some boots, I was like, this motherfucker is going to go crazy. Oh, yeah. For I sure. was like, I've never seen a super, I've seen him do a super kick in jeans before. It's going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. You know, but uh, and let me just get into the match now because, like, that story leading up to it was just beautiful. And the video packages that, that WWE used to do back in the Attitude 
into the aggression area, which is upon us at this point. Um, the day were just golden. The editing and the music behind it was great. That was when, like, they were actually getting real artists to do these theme songs and, like, get into the nitty-gritty. But anyway, the match starts off just right off the bat, just right away. Shawn Michaels goes at Triple H. It's not even the other way around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, and then we get just a Triple H debacle. Like, he just, Triple H is hitting him with chairs, hitting him with garbage cans. The, you know, there's tables that get brought out. You know, um, you, you just see the chemistry between both of these guys, and they're just hitting at all cylinders. These two of them count, like Triple H count, um, Shawn Michaels, sorry, uh, countering all Triple H's stuff, but then Triple H is going right at him again. You know, um, and just big beats. I think one of my um, best moments was actually JR and King's commentary when, when they go, Triple H is the executioner of pain. And he has an eight. You know, he goes, Triple H is the executioner with a PhD in pain. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. You know? Commentating back um, in the day. Yeah, man. And there was this one moment, there was this one moment when Triple H hit a move and it was a sidewalk slam on a chair. And I just like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I know these chairs are thinner, but. That's got to hurt anyway. Yeah, no, it's definitely got to hurt. You just folded the chair in the opposite way, and it just cranked. And then you did the DDT afterwards on the same chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's not forget what we all love, love and miss these days. We get blood. Lots we of get blood. a lot of blood. That's one of my notes, actually. You. It just says, it says, the blood, <laughs> oh, the blood. Yo, and that's exactly one of my notes too. And I'm gonna—I think we should both take a screenshot of it and uh, share it to our people on IG. Yep. But I have a note that just says "blood" in all caps with about six exclamation points. Nice, yeah, it's <laughs> so bloody, such a bloody match. <laughs> so bloody, and uh, I just love the finisher. Can we just talk about that? Yeah, like, sure. The finish to this match was fantastic because, mm-hmm. like I said, we had Triple H the aggressor. Then we had, you know, the triple, uh, Shawn Michaels coming about and gaining some momentum. And Triple H being the cerebral assassin that he is, he always, you know, just drives down opponents. It's just like typical Triple H fashion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then the surprise pin, the counter pin from Shawn Michaels to win, it just, and then afterwards, it's not like Shawn Michaels even won because then, Triple H dead ass just decked him in the middle of the back with a sledgehammer. Oh, like yeah, twice. got him good. <laughs> and uh, that led into this biggest feud from SummerSlam, which was the first match, leading all the way up to, uh, I think it was Armageddon in December, that was the three stages of hell. Mm-hmm. And it, it was fantastic. Um, I, I love this match. Yeah, I mean, I thought this match was a lot of fun. I haven't seen in a very long time, so it was nice to sit down and watch it. Just a bunch. Of, it's mm-hmm. honestly, it's just two friends beating the shit out of each other. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens type of match, you know, just more blood. Um, it's just two dudes, just like, hey, it's unsanctioned. There's no fucking rules. There's only a ref there just to count, or you know, if you quit, submit, whatever. Doesn't matter. You knock out. You can't fight anymore. Doesn't matter. Um, and they literally just beat the shit out of each other. And it's mm-hmm. insane. This is not what I would consider a wrestling match. I would just call this no. a fucking fight. A fight mm-hmm. that is great to watch and a lot of fun to watch. Um, honestly, you pretty much said everything. Um, I'm sorry. You know, and I don't, I, you know, pretty much my notes are very simple when it came to this match. It was just destruction at its best. 
Just a straight beating with some crazy spots, too. There was some crazy spots. And then, of course, the blood. Oh, the blood. And um, storytelling at its best because the storytelling to this leading up, you know, this is obviously the Degeneration X. Big story, the click, everything is involved in this. And it was just heavy hitting. Great fucking fight. It's I'm not going to call it a match. I'm going to call it a fight. It was just a great fucking fight of just two dudes that are best friends that are just killing each other. Um, mm-hmm. so let's get into the rating now. Uh, what are you giving it, Mr. Malave? Okay. So as much fun as this fight is, it is not perfect. Um, like you said, it's not a wrestling match. It's just, uh, all out brawl. And, uh, I love all out brawls and it was better to the T phenomenally. Um, and it, it almost just reminds me of, like I said, two friends being at each other. Just almost reminds, reminds me of how music man came about. Just me and my cousins and my friends just beating the shit out of each other. Yep. That's just a great match. You know, um, so for that, I am going to give it a four out of five stars. All right. Okay. Four out of five. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I'm going to give this match a three and a half stars out of five also, as what I did with Ric Flair and Randy Savage. The reason mm-hmm. that I give it a three and a half is because it's not really a wrestling match. This is just a, just like I said, just a fight, street fight. And we mm-hmm. knew that going in. We knew what it was going to be. Um, but again, we are judging this on, you know, entertainment value and... Um, match quality um and obviously you know what they present to us obviously entertainment value this is a fucking five or as christian would put it mm-hmm. maybe a 673 mm-hmm. we don't know what number he would have picked but yeah, no, nine thousand seven hundred and 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 one forty seven yeah. four three thousand you're like okay um but you know as a wrestling match it's not really a you know it's not a match it's not a wrestling match it's just a fight mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. i'm giving it a three and a half um if this was, uh, let's say, an actual, I, I guess, more wrestling involved, it definitely would be higher. Well, but, kind of like if it was, um, if it was the three stages of hell, then it, it probably would be higher. Even though those are three different matches, it's yeah. still a stipulation match. Uh, it led to that. Well, I think it was Hell in a Cell cage match at the end. But mm-hmm. they actually had a good wrestling match after that. There was a few ones after that, like. That were actually better wrestling matches. This was just a straight fight. Yeah, this is just a straight ass fight. I believe that the right person won, but I also feel like Triple H hitting him with it takes away from that victory. I get what they were doing. You're giving the heat to Triple H, which you should always give the heat on Triple H. But there's still that moment of being like, yeah, it's kind of a dick move. Like, you know, you could have let the man fucking get his victory. But. It is no, that's it is. great. It makes you want to tune into Raw the next day. You got to do that. Well, he was missing after for a minute. Shawn Michaels right. after that happened. So you know, then he then right. we came back and it, it meant more. You know, it meant more. Like mm-hmm. yes, Shawn Michaels back. He's going to try to kick his ass. And then the whole time you're just like, he already won. He won the okay, first he match. He just got, got attacked from behind. Um, right. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the way I did um, with the other match. I'm gonna go with three and a half stars out of five, which means. Mm-hmm. It's now time to decide who's moving on. So this is tough. This is very tough. Yeah. Um, so, okay, here we go. I'm going to go first. Um, so, mm-hmm. man, this, is, this isn't easy. This is not easy at all because I got to figure out what is the best match. Now, again, like I brought up before, when it comes to 
considering something a good match, you want to consider the wrestling that's involved. You want to consider the entertainment factor, you know, the spots, you know, or things happening that make you go, yes, I want to continue watching that. If you put these two matches in front of me, personally, if I had to choose which one I would prefer to watch, it's going to be Triple H versus Shawn Michaels' um, unsanctioned street fight at SummerSlam 2002. So I'm, that's the match I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I also have to agree with you. I think this is uh, it's definitely tough, um, but it's a matter. It comes down to you know which one is a more memorable and and b just you know which one I would prefer to watch. I guess you know, and I think it did nine times out of ten. I'm going with the unsanctioned defense. Well, unsanctioned match. Sorry, we can't go with defense. That means that Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at SummerSlam 2000, an unsanctioned match or unsanctioned street fight, I wrote down unsanctioned street fight because for some reason that's what it said as well, is moving on. So that is the end of the Macho Madness bracket, at least for this night because next week we're going to move on to the other conferences we got wcw and ecw conference we'll have a matchup from there and of course on the other side we have the aw roh tna new japan pro wrestling whatever the fuck else wants to be involved in that one uh we'll have a we'll have a matchup also from there um so all right that is it um we will be back next week for our Macho Man is bracket and of course the recap of Money in the Bank very excited because also Double or Nothing is coming up soon so get ready get prepared because some AEW talk is finally coming very excited about that so um, as you guys know every um, episode at the end we always play a theme song Um, I will be choosing it this week so we're going to let Mr. Malave sign out first, and then I'll sign out, and we'll get into that and what I chose. So, Mr. Malave, the music man. For one more time tonight, my people, I bid you hello, farewell, because the music man and the smooth effect has just broken it down the way we know how it is take. Oh, that's right. I'm just a wrestling fan, and I am the man, Mr. Malave, the music man. Till next week, peace. All right, and my name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth, a.k.a. The Smooth Effects. That's right. You can just call me smooth. Um, and I will see you next week. Very excited to watch Money in the Bank this Sunday. It will be this Sunday, May 10th on the WWE Network, the WWE. Um, and again, definitely make sure you check out those matches that we mentioned in our bracket. We got some new matches coming your way next week. And for the theme song that I have chosen to leave with, I have decided to choose Old school New Japan Pro Wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura Subconsciousness. <laughs>